what's up? Welcome back to 5 Minute Conspiracies, the show where I aim to share with you new theories every week in 5 minutes or less. I'm Abby, your neighborhood conspiracy theorist, and welcome to this episode. I have no idea what number it is because I can never keep track. 29 or 30 maybe? Every time I guess it's always wrong. Uh, So this week we're going to talk about mythical creatures. I know it's not really conspiracy necessarily, but you know what? It's my birthday and I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) Uh, You know, people ask, oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? Well, I'm 27. It's not exactly a huge milestone, so I don't really care that much, but my manager was like, you know, every year around, you take a trip around the sun, it's another year to celebrate because you're here and you're alive and you're thriving and you're awesome. So, you know what? It's my birthday and all I really want for my birthday is just for people to listen and hang out on this podcast. And so big thank you to everyone who does because you know what? This podcast brings me a lot of joy. Sometimes a little bit of stress when I forget to do some research, but it brings me a lot of joy. And that's what's really important on your birthday. It's just doing things that make you happy. So again, thank you everyone who listens. You you all make me happy. And I say this every time, but huge, just huge thank you for listening. Uh, we hit about 110 listens per episode on average, which is very small for a podcast, but it still blows my mind that anybody (laughs) wants to hear my voice. Uh, So huge thank you. I'm putting together, it's in its very, very baby stages. I've just started writing, but I've got another podcast I want to put together and it's not going to be research and all that. It's a, a murder mystery party kind of podcast and I'm giving it away now. It doesn't even have a name yet, but I've started writing because I love murder mystery parties. I think they're so fascinating, and I love that detective work. If you use Snapchat at all, there's one of those, like, every day they come out with a new one called Solve, and it's, like, where they have, uh, you get 16 snaps to figure out who murdered the person, um, which I think is so much fun. So I love that kind of true crime detective work, and it may not be absolutely true to life, but I still think it's super interesting. So anyway... That's a little, you know, once I get closer to it, I'll tell you guys more about it. Uh, what else? Um, so I talked about last time that I'm doing what I'm calling the Blankets for Babies project. And it's where I'm crocheting baby blankets to donate to women's shelters, to donate to free clinics that do um, uh, pregnancy testing and ultrasounds for low-income mothers. I want to donate blankets to these places because... A lot of times when women are in these situations where they're either extremely low income or they are homeless, you are so worried about you and your child. And I was in that place one time. I wasn't homeless, but I was definitely extremely low income. And the free clinic I went to when I thought I was pregnant, because I wanted, you know, an official test, not just to do it at home. They were like, yeah, here's a bottle of prenatals and here's a baby blanket um, congratulations. And that made all the difference of holding that in my hands. It made it more real for me. And that it was a small comfort. I don't know who made the blanket or where it came from, but it was so sweet. And I want to be able to give that to other mothers who are just like, what do I do now? You know, in that kind of situation. So I've gotten a bunch of yarn that was donated, which is really, really sweet. And I posted about on my Twitter and I posted, if you go on Instagram or Twitter and use the hashtag babies for blankets project, babies for blankets, blankets for babies project, um, it'll start pulling up pictures. I'm going to work on putting together a PO box because I've had a few people ask if they can send yarn 
yes, you can. I just have to get a P.O. box set up first. And then you can send either new yarn or gently use like, oh, I have this yarn I've had forever, but I've never used it. Send it. I'll use it. Um, I would love to. And so once I get the P.O. box put together, I'll let you guys know. And uh, you can send yarn. You can send whatever. Just please don't send anything illegal. <laughs> no bombs, no drugs. Um, but if you want to send yarn, if you want to send letters or whatever to the podcast, you're more than welcome to send it there. So that was really long. But again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you everyone who's already sent birthday messages. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> and, all right, let's get on to this week's episode because I feel like this intro is going to be longer than our episode. <laughs> Okay, so I know it's not necessarily conspiracy, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I guess this is turning into paranormal. No. (laughs) So we're going to talk about a couple different mythological creatures because I think it's super interesting. And I love the paranormal and I love secret societies and I love, I don't know, all these different things. So we're going to do what I want today. Okay. (laughs) Just like every other podcast. (laughs) Uh, so full disclosure, I, when I'm feeling sad and alone, I watch a a fair amount of the Twilight series because, because that's the mood I'm in. Um, and so I've been, so vampires and werewolves have been going around and around in my head lately. Sorry, bear with me. Uh, (laughs) so I decided, you know what, let's talk about a couple mythological creatures. So let's start with the chupacabra and these are going to be pretty brief, but, um, I just thought it'd be cool. So, the Chupacabra. Now, in Puerto Rico in the 1990s, uh, there was legend of a creature going around killing farm animals. And it wasn't just killing farm animals, it was sucking the blood from these animals. Then the the idea of the Chupacabra came around. And it spread to Mexico and into the U.S. Now, it was described as a small humanoid or hairless with spikes on its back, which is super creepy. Uh, 2014, there was rumor it was killing in Texas. 2015, in Paraguay. Now, weirdly enough, 2016, the Philippines said that it was there, but it turns out to be a hoax. And I, rumor has it it was captured by soldiers. Now, how did the idea of this come around? Well, in the 1990s, there was a huge hurricane that swept through Puerto Rico. And they said that there's a base there, a U.S. military base in Puerto Rico. And they said that the U.S. was experimenting on something. And because of the hurricane, it was able to escape. And so it began a killing spree. And every once in a while, the idea of the chupacabra will pop up, you know, So, creepy. Alright, next we're going to talk about the Loch Ness Monster. I've mentioned the Loch Nessie, or the Loch Ness Monster, a couple times in the show because there has been some sort of scientific stuff going on over in Loch Ness. I think it already happened and they're just putting together all the results now, which is super cool. Uh, So, Nessie's actually a really old myth. And so in the Scottish Loch Ness in 565, a warrior there was attacked by something in the water. And that's kind of the first, what I saw was the first kind of mention of a monster there. So the 1870s is kind of when the first modern report came around. Uh, 1933, a hotel manager said she saw a whale-like monster in the water there. And, uh, there's a famous photo by Robert Wilson that was in 1934, so a year later. Yeah, 
you know, and people have looked at this photo and are like, I don't know, the monster looks really small. So if you don't know what Nessie looks like from pictures that people have kind of put together, drawn, she kind of looks to me like a, a brontosaurus, <laughs> you know, those, um, plant eating dinosaurs with the long ass necks, but instead of legs, she has flippers. It's kind of what it makes me think of as far as like, I suppose size and shape. Um, now, over time, there had supposedly been videos taken back in the day, but a video, people, analyzers, whatever, have said that it just looks like several giant eels swimming under the water. So take that as you will. Uh, there's less and less, quote, video proof or picture proof of Nessie today, probably because we have such sophisticated technology that can easily identify when pictures have been altered or photoshopped. So, that's uh, super interesting. But uh, there have been expeditions and video, underwater video surveillance done of Loch Ness, and there has been no proof of something giant living down there, but that, you know, again, the waters are so cold that you can only explore so much, you know, in person. So, that's Nessie. Alright, this one's uh, super interesting to me. You know what? I'm going to save that for last. Okay. We're going to talk about a basilisk. Basilisk? <laughs> a basilisk. Uh, if you're a huge Harry Potter nerd like me, uh, <laughs> a basilisk comes up in the Harry Potter movies. So the basilisk is known as the king of snakes. It's said that he could like break rocks and shoot fire or something like that. He was considered to be the most venomous snake and his gaze was hypnotic. He, they do mention him in uh, Greek mythology. There's medieval records that say a basilisk is a snake uh, slash bird hybrid uh, that came from Libya. They say that it was born from an egg. Scholars today say it's pretty much a myth. However, there's a chance that it could have been mixed up with, say, like a Komodo dragon or something. Uh, I feel like a lot of these myths come from somewhere, you know, there's some grain of truth in a lot of these, especially with conspiracies and all that, but you know, obviously it doesn't mean it's real. It just means that if you look at a lot of old mythology, they're taking modern day events and trying to figure out how those things happen. So it doesn't necessarily mean that Zeus you know, created this and this person created that and these people did this, but you know, a drought this year they try to explain why there was a drought or why there were heavy rains by using gods. So this could be the same thing with these mythological creatures. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about vampires. <laughs> there are people out there who say they are vampires or who live a vampire lifestyle. That doesn't mean that they're allergic to garlic or don't show up in mirrors or have to drink blood or they'll die. You know, it's like, you know, like all the vampire stories, but there are people who choose to live sort of a vampire lifestyle, I suppose you could say. Um, but vampires in mythology, they say they are cursed people or demons who gain powers from blood. Some people say they have to drink blood to live. But anyway, uh, one of the most famous vampire hunters, his name was Montague Summers. He wrote books. He think he was religious of some sort. He claims to have killed some himself, which is kind of interesting. Uh, now, when you think of vampires, you think of Dracula and you think of Romania, but actually the greatest number of vampires actually come from Serbia. 
and I cannot. Okay, this is going to be hard. Uh, Sava Sonovich is a man who's actually accused of vampirism. He had this little hutch out in the middle of the woods, and I don't know. Everyone thought he was a vampire. Vlad the something, third? So, House of Dracula. Uh, he was a ruler, rumored to drink blood and all that. So that's kind of where the Dracula movie book comes from. Now, there is a medical disorder out there. Porphyria? I can't. See, this is why I can't write things down. I can't read my own handwriting. But anyway, it's a sense... Um, there is a condition out there that makes you sensitive to the sun, unnaturally pale, allergic to garlic, and can cause face disfigurement, which is an actual, you know, like I was saying, how there's a grain of truth in a lot of things. It could lead some people to believe um, in vampires because these people actually have a disease. So, last, we're going to talk about werewolves. Um, Werewolves are really interesting because there is wolves, wolf lore... And all the way back to ancient times. Um, okay. So some scholars say it was stories of werewolves originate from the legends of cultures that worshipped worlds. Um, for example, the god Odin. He uh, actually has two giant wolves that go everywhere with him. Ancient China, when there was a solar eclipse, they would say that the wolf, a wolf ate the moon. So there are... Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's way more wolf lore than just that. But, uh, so, werewolf stories have been around for thousands of years. And people say that it could be mutated wolves. Uh, some people think it's sick or cursed people. In the Middle Ages, werewolf belief was so widespread. In 1564, in Germany, there were mutated livestock women and children began disappearing they said that there was a wolf-like beast who walked on his hind legs and 25 years later they actually found a farmer who had a wolf hide that he used to disguise himself and he when he was being when he was going to be executed he claimed to be a master of black magic uh and worked for the devil or something crazy like that uh (laughs) So, I think kind of a man in wolf clothing, if you will. So, there's, like I said, the, these kind of things go back for a long time, They're especially around people who are very superstitious or who, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to say. I think all of this is super interesting. Do I personally believe in any of these? No. Um, I feel like Nessie is the only real possibility, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's not described as someone who is human and is cursed or, you know, it, there's so much of our world that's unexplored that I feel like it could be possible, but like I've said, all the research that we've done so far hasn't led to finding, you know, any proof. And that's also not to say that she couldn't have been alive way back when and passed away since then. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to some of these. I think they're really interesting. There's, um, more, I saw some, something on Netflix about these. They also talked about, um, the Thunderbird, which is more of like a Native American legend about a giant bird who like 
causes thunder when he flaps his wings, which I think was kind of cool. Um, there's a lot more mythological creatures. If there's a mythological creature you're in love with, tell me so we can add this to the mailbag episode. I am putting together that, <laughs> but it's not done yet. So, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for a few more because right now I only have a couple and it's, it's not going to be as long of an episode as I would like. So uh, send me your mailbag. Um, I'm going to get that PO box put together which would be super cool. And also, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, (sighs) I'm having a hard time. I dropped my kid off at preschool today for the first time. He's always been in daycare. And uh, today he started preschool. And I'm like, I'm I'm 27. I'm not ready to be a school mom. (laughs) But I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to crocheting. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I will see you on the flip side. I think you guys are awesome. And uh, be nice to each other. Have a great day. Bye.